You're listening to Understanding Cancer, a podcast from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Today, we're taking a few minutes to give an update on vaping and talk about menthol cigarettes, which are currently under heightened scrutiny in Massachusetts and elsewhere. Here's what you need to know. Although scientists are still learning about the long-term health effects of e-cigarettes, including the question of whether they heighten cancer risk, there's also been a flurry of news reports about lung-related illnesses and deaths caused by vaping. There is currently a controversial temporary ban on the sale of all vaping products in Massachusetts, and menthol cigarettes could be banned in the state as well. News outlets and social media sites have also reported widespread e-cigarette use by students in schools, including classrooms and bathrooms. Dr. Andy Tan, a researcher at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, who is an expert in tobacco prevention and control, is here to tell us some fast facts about vaping, menthol cigarettes, vaping in youth, and what we know about the best cessation methods. Thanks for being here today, Dr. Tan. Glad to be here. So there's been a lot of focus on vaping in the news recently, but menthol cigarettes Mm. are also a big topic of conversation. Um, In Massachusetts, the legislature is considering a ban on menthol cigarettes. This ban may even go into effect Mm -hmm. by the time this podcast goes up. Um, Can you talk about menthol cigarettes versus regular cigarettes or e-cigarettes? You know, what's really the difference? What should people know? Um, So just to begin with, menthol is a flavor additive that's added into tobacco products. Um, It's usually extracted from um, plants such as peppermint or similar plants, but it can also be artificially manufactured and added into tobacco products. Although many brands of cigarettes that are labeled as menthol cigarettes um, contain menthol, almost all cigarettes that are sold in the U.S. do contain a small amount of menthol, either through um, naturally present menthol in the tobacco plant or menthol that is artificially added into the into the tobacco cigarettes. Adding menthol in the cigarettes actually creates a cooling sensation on the user's um, back of the throat and makes it easier to inhale the cigarette smoke. And this creates this makes cigarette smoke feel much less harsh to the user. So a few key takeaway points for our listeners today when comparing menthol versus regular cigarettes. So number one, menthol cigarettes are no less harmful compared to smoking regular cigarettes. Smoking any cigarette is harmful to your health. The second point is some studies have shown that smoking menthol cigarettes make it harder for smokers who are trying to quit, um, to quit smoking entirely. And this means that smoking um, menthol cigarettes could be more addictive than, com- than smoking regular cigarettes. The third point I would like to make is menthol and mint in tobacco products make tobacco much more attractive and appealing to young people. Young people who, who have um, been smoking tobacco products start smoking menthol as their first um, tobacco product traditionally. And young people who start smoking menthol cigarettes are also at higher risk of continuing smoking and are more nicotine dependent than young people who smoke regular tobacco products. So moving on to electronic cigarettes, mint, menthol, and other flavors are very attractive and appealing to young people in thinking about trying vaping products. So again, flavors such as menthol and mint will make um, vaping products more, more appealing and more likely to be 
um, utilized by young people. And finally, different groups in the population are more likely to use menthol cigarettes than the general population, which um, creates a social justice issue. So I'm really excited with the current um, Massachusetts um, ban of all flavored tobacco products with no exemptions for menthol, mint, and other similar flavors. Currently, according to federal law, tobacco manufacturers can't market tobacco products um, with characteristics of um, flavors with the, with the exception of menthol and mint. If, th if this current Massachusetts ban is signed into law, Massachusetts will be the first state to completely ban all flavored tobacco products, including cigarettes, e-cigarettes, chew tobacco, cigars, cigarillos, and little filtered cigars. And I think this will represent a tremendous progress for public health because it will, number one, eliminate all of these highly attractive um, flavored tobacco products for young people. And also, also this will also be a significant law in terms of social justice because it will help to address the issue of higher use of menthol and, and mint-flavored tobacco products among African-Americans, young people, LGBTQ populations, and other vulnerable groups. What would you say to people who are kind of arguing that this ban and these and bans like this are kind of taking cessation methods off the market, so then maybe uh, they might go back to smoking regular cigarettes or something like that? Is there kind of a answer to that kind of question mm. that people have? Initially, in terms of seeing other states and other legis other jurisdictions considering vaping bans that are basically just um, trying to ban flavored and all vaping products without also you know regulating um, mentholated and flavored products in the combustible tobacco uh, marketplace, I think that would have created that unintended consequence of um, people who are currently trying to use vaping products to quit going back to combusted tobacco products that that will be flavored, right? But in the case of the Massachusetts ban, I think what is unique here is there are no exemptions with regards to the type of tobacco product that contain characterizing flavors. So in this, in in the Massachusetts state ban, I think that will be much less likely for that situation to occur where if you're banning just flavored e-cigarettes and not flavored cigars, cigarettes, and other tobacco products, um, it's much less likely for people to go back to using you know, regular cigarettes. This is a separate question, but a question that's also often Googled is the question of whether menthol cigarettes, quote unquote, crystallize your lungs. Mm. Um, just curious, if, is that a myth? What would you say um, in regards to that? Um, this has actually not been described in the scientific literature, to my knowledge. Um, I, th I think it's an urban legend. So as I as we've discussed, pretty much everyone knows at this point that there's been these reports of vaping-related illnesses mm. and deaths. So um, we're kind of learning new things every day, every week. Um, what do we know now at this point? And what would you mm. say to people who might be kind of panicking or thinking about um, changing you know, their vaping behavior or stopping? Sure. Um, so at this point, based on the latest information from the Centers for Disease Control, the majority of these cases of um, e-cigarette and vaping-related lung illnesses and deaths appear to be related to the use of um, THC in vaping products, and specifically 
THC, THC that's, that's um, purchased from illicit sources or the um, quote-unquote the black market. So, um, but that does not rule out the possibility that people may be affected by the use of um, vaping nicotine products because a small proportion of the patients who have been um, affected by the lung illnesses have reported only using nicotine vaping products and, and, and no THC at all. And at this point, there's no one chemical or brand or substance that's been linked to all of the um, thousands of cases of um, lung injury that's related to vaping, either THC or nicotine products. So we do have to be cautious in terms of um, our advice to everyone who's using these products at this point. General you know, advice for people who are concerned and who may be panicking about this issue if um, you are, if you have never used any tobacco products or any vaping products, you should definitely definitely not start at this point in time. If um, you are currently using a vaping product to try to quit smoking cigarettes, you should not go back to smoking cigarettes. You should um, talk to your doctor, consider the harms and benefits of um, continuing to use the vaping product, or consider using a Food and Drug Administration. Um, approved treatment, nicotine replacement therapy, medications, as well as um, behavioral counseling to try to quit smoking and ultimately to stop using any vaping products at all. If um, you're currently using vaping products um, exclusively and have not been smoking cigarettes in the past, um, now may be a time to consider um, stopping the use of vaping products. Specifically, um, vaping products that are being used to vape THC and THC from illicit sources. So I mentioned uh, the mm-hmm. kind of quote-unquote epidemic about e-cigarette use in kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some warning signs that parents should pay attention to as it relates to whether their kids are using e-cigarettes or anything really that you think parents should know? Sure. Um, parents should definitely be on the lookout in terms of um, any new changes in their teens' behavior. And one, you know, some warning signs or things to watch out for may be, you know, characteristic flavors that are emerging from your, your teen's bedroom, for one. And if you notice any um, unusual-looking devices that they are including, in, you know, that they're adding to their bags to the, and bringing to school or that are lying around um, in their bedroom, this this may indicate that your teen may be using um, vaping devi- vaping devices, um, and any changes in terms of their mood, as well as um, patterns of coffee use, as well as um, changes in terms of their their day to day activities. Those may be other warning signs that that parents should be looking out for. And there are additional advice for for parents who. Um, notice that they who know that their teen or their young um, children may be using e-cigarette device, devices as well as vaping devices. Number one, you know, learn about all the different shapes and forms of e-cigarette devices that are out there by um, looking into the CDC's website and tips for parents to to find out what are the different forms that vaping devices come in, so that you can recognize them um, if your teen is using them. 
The second advice is to talk to your children about the risks of vaping and e-cigarette use and express um, firm expectations that they should remain tobacco-free. And the third advice is to set a good example by being tobacco-free yourself. To wrap things up, um, you did mention some cessation methods. Um, can you talk about those that mm. ha are the most kind of evidence-based in terms of whether they actually work? Um, mm -hmm. And just kind of uh, walk through a few of those. Absolutely. There is some more, there's definitely a lot of evidence for the use of nicotine replacement therapy as well as um, medications, prescription medications to help um, smokers reduce the urge related to and cravings related to smoking cigarettes. So those are Food and Drug Administration approved and are available through um, either over the counter as well as via prescription with, from your healthcare provider. And the, the national quit line is also available to, to people who are smoking and who are thinking and ready to quit smoking and need help with regards to obtaining NRT nicotine replacement therapy or referral to a provider who can provide a prescription for um, a medication to help them with their cravings to reduce smoking. And I would also like to you know, add on in terms of the growing evidence um, is clearly, clearly vaping and electronic cigarettes are not Food and Drug Administration approved at this point to be a smoking cessation treatment method. But there is um, growing observational uh, longitudinal data as well as um, a small number, a small number of randomized clinical trials suggesting that vaping, if um, you know carefully observed and supervised, could also be a potential tool for smokers who are thinking of um, quitting smoking using vaping devices. The National Academy of Sciences engineering and medicine report that was released in 2018 concluded that there is evidence that completely substituting e-cigarettes for combustible tobacco cigarettes can reduce a user's exposure to numerous chemicals and toxicants and carcinogens that are present in combustible tobacco cigarettes. And there is substantial evidence that completely switching from regular cigarette smoking to e-cigarette use can result in reduced um, in, in reduced short-term harmful health effects in several organ systems. So we do want to be able to support smokers who have had a hard time quitting with Food and Drug Administration approved treatments and counseling <clears throat> and have tried many times and have not been successful to consider and help them weigh the, the benefits and harms of potentially using vaping as another possible way of um, helping them to quit smoking and ultimately to you know stop vaping e-cigarettes entirely. That's our quick update for today. For more information on vaping and cigarette use from our experts, visit blog.dana.farber.org insight. Check out more of our content by listening to Understanding Cancer wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you next time.